Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. Hello and welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time pre-show announcement. That's right, Tim. This is not the podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time, but a pre-show announcement for this episode of The Worst Idea of All Time, which is presumably why you are listening to us right now. We are in the way of the product you so desperately crave and not doing anything about it. Uh... The following show is recorded live in San Francisco. A huge thank you to everyone who came out and the Children's Creativity Museum. We had a fantastic time. Quickly, before we get down to the business of We Are Your Friends, though, we've got some announcements to make. Uh, at the time of recording, it is the 26th of October in Los Angeles, California. And if you are in LA, join Guess us. what? So are we. Yeah, and join us tomorrow at 2 p.m. at the Blaze Pizza uh, at the North Farmer's Market. It's 110 South Fairfax Avenue. Uh, at 2pm we're going to do a sit-in We're going to all bring competing pizza products And eat them in front of the Blaze Pizza We're going to broadcast it live on Periscope We're going to show these bastards that we're not going to roll over We're taking the fight to them We want to see people coming out with your Papa John's Your Domino's Shakey's pizza, pizza That's it um, I mean, there and, and other, other Mamas and Papa's Pizza We walk past the joint there uh, It's a new one for me Yeah Come along, 2 p.m. at the Blaze Pizza at North Farmers Market, 110 South Fairfax Avenue, 2 p.m. on October the 27th. Uh, aside from that, also we are doing the Now Hear This Podcast Festival this weekend at the Marriott in Anaheim. We're on the Sunday morning at 11 a.m., I believe, and there are still tickets available to that. If you use the code word worst idea when buying the tickets, you'll get a 25% discount off of... You know, whatever tickets you're buying. It's true. And we're also, uh, if you are listening to this episode fresh, we're giving away a couple as well. So if you go to facebook.com slash worst idea of all time, you will see all the details in that little contest that we're running. So you could go for free. Fuck, um, I'm going to throw some more information in there too. Okay, sure. This is the final part of the pre-show announcement. So thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> uh, the podcast you so desperately crave is, is forthcoming. But uh, this Thursday night, so after the Blaze Pizza event later that night, Tim and I will both be doing stand-up on the Comedy Palace show, uh, which is on 2112 Hillhurst Avenue. I don't know where that is, but if you look up Comedy Palace LA on Twitter, all the information will be there. It's a free show with a great lineup. We cannot wait to see you at one of these events. Enjoy the episode. You're going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. One of them dies, that goes screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the worst idea of all time. Episode number 21. My name is Spindly Timbly Wimbly. My name is Guy Montgomery, uh, and we are here at the fantastic Children's Creativity Museum in San Francisco, California. Right what a what a place to be! It's a great a great place to watch watch a film, any film. Presumably, we can't speak to that experience. Uh, it's we I, we got to live with you right out of the gates. Uh, it's very warm. It is warm in here. The air conditioning is bust, uh, and you'll notice that the ceilings in this room remarkably high. Uh, 
most notable for their height, I would say. Uh, and the room in general, the girth, the width, a joy to be in, breezy, airy. Uh, other words ending in Y that would describe sort of the amount of air that can circulate through here. I don't know Where if Tim anyone in the crowd saw that. I, I just tried to drink the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting our co-host, by the way. All right, good on you. He's there. Knife lives. You shouldn't applaud a knife. Uh, I think that's in the, the Constitution. Uh, but yeah, so this room, a joy to be in, by all accounts. Uh, where we watched the film, mm. smaller. So imagine this room, and now, you know, quarter it in size. Uh, and that's where we were. And uh, the We door were in was a fart coffin. Yeah. We, what we did is we watched uh, in a dressing room just back there, and it's, I would say, about one twentieth the physical space of what we're currently in. So, yeah. A little fart coffin. I asked you to quarter it. In there. Tim is telling you that this, if it was a fraction, this would be one out of 120. So imagine how big 120 is as a number. Oh. And then remove 119 of those numbers. Oh, so just remember, this is a podcast, so like people don't know. It's very important to be... Like. Yeah, I forgot. Um, so, uh, hi everyone. Uh, it, was, it was an interesting run-in with the movie this week. Met in a dark alley. Uh, didn't go so well. Um, we were in a situation where we were trying desperately to get, to get everything teed up correctly. And uh, we, we missed our mark slightly of starting the movie we on time. We did pretty good though. We did pretty whole, good. For clarity... We made it to San Francisco. Okay. A miracle. Uh, we, we made it to the venue. We sold tickets to you. Just out of curiosity, by the way, could you please applaud if you are uh, here of your own volition? Make some noise. And please, with equal verve and enthusiasm, who is here under the recommendation of a friend? So yeah, half of you are going to have a lot of context for what's about to happen. That sound didn't make any sense to me because it was like each one was more than half the room. Yeah. And that's a Venn diagram that's not allowed to have crossover. So you underestimate Can Americans... Can you say please get rid of the mic stand? No, I refuse. Nah, it's creating a barrier. Thing, biologically, Americans are known. They are able to... They, they operate at 10 decibels higher than anywhere else in the world. So the amount of applause well done, that they make is not necessarily conducive to how many people are in the room in New Zealand I terms. I got you. Okay, that's cool. Can you still get rid of the mic stand, though? I can in the sense that I'm physically capable of moving it out of my way. May you? I will not in the sense that it is a security blanket I am not willing to release just yet. I don't so, trust these people. <laughs> they applauded a knife. Back to our timeline, we started a little bit too late, and so we kind of tr did the math on that uh, about a third of the way through the movie and um, thought of a quick technical solution which is to speed the movie up uh, to 1.2 times normal speed and I tell you what after you've seen something 20 times at one speed and then you see it one time after that at 1.2 times it's a whole other it's ball a game. game changer it real game changer it fundamentally changes the text that you're engaging with doesn't it because it's not how it, it, it's not what you're used to imagine if you met a friend and they were just one operating two percent different 20%. Yeah, 20% faster. You're like, how can you, how can you across the board be 20% faster than you were? Hey, can I do my shining light right up top? Because I'm afraid I'm going to forget it if yeah, I leave well, it too long. Yeah, so this week, um, I would like to give a special mention to Jarhead because I feel like he was really talking to me this week, which is cool. Uh, the, who who knows Jarhead in the room? Yeah, okay. Who, Don't pander to them. No, I'm just making sure everyone's got as much context oh, as okay. possible. All right. Who doesn't know... Ja Presumably that means a lot of you because less than half at least applauded then. So, so Jahid weird to enter the, this event not... Anyway. Um, <laughs> Jahid spoke to me, but that's not my shining light. He's like a special commendation for this week. So he gets a handshake from me. But you were worried you were going to forget your shining light, but you still had two positive <laughs> things up so your bad, sleeve. Eh? Yeah. Oh, no, but it's even worse than that because it's like I'm so confident that I feel like I was able to distract myself with the first thing and I'll be able to come back to the thing I was remembering. Okay. Do you think that I've got it in my head or do you think I'm buying time? I think you've got it in your head. Do you? I have supreme faith in you. That's fucking lovely. You have a knife attached to the neck of your T-shirt. Yes, like, I do. Uh, there's no reason to question anything you're saying. Absolutely. Um, so, look, the shining light is uh, Paige, once again. I think, uh, and, and I feel like we've danced around this moment in the past, but I'm not sure if it's ever been awarded a shining light status. But the fact that he is opening an employee orientation with a baseball bat, 
is just great. It's, it's, it's coming in so strong and so hot. Come in late, comers, please. Don't worry about it. Oh, just yeah, take come a in seat. in the seat. Um, there's something unique about a, uh, a boss who's coming in with that sort of intensity and laying the ground rules so clearly. <laughs> I feel like it's a, he's a good communicator. So, okay, so you, as a person who's previously worked in jobs that require an orientation day or a yeah. day wherein you get familiar with the lay of the land, yep. have you ever walked in and the person who's in charge of you, not just on that day, but for the remainder of your professional time mm. as you're a, an employee at this company, yeah. have you ever seen that person holding a weapon? No, and that's why I love Paige, because I haven't seen it done before. It's dynamic, it's innovative. You think it's good to instill a culture of fear in yeah, the workplace? Well, it's more about like starters you mean to go on because the more we learn about Paige, we find out here that he's a very strong personality. He's a guy who doesn't mind stealing the homes of uh, assumedly single mothers. We don't see Mr. Romero in the picture at all. No, Mr. Romero. Mr. Ms. Romero Ms. is, of Romero. course, uh, dating Zicoli's father. Uh, oh, yeah, that's well, right. It's a very confusing situation. There's so much canon to follow, isn't there? Um, yeah. Anyway, he's laying down the tone of your future employment like hour one of you walking in the door there with the baseball bat. And yes. I just, I think that's great. Because too often in jobs you come in and it's like, oh, we're a great employer and we'll give you heaps of time off and we're very understanding if you like can't come to work one day. And then you fucking try that shit once and they fire you. It's like a miscommunication. It's a communication breakdown. So, so Paige is doing the opposite. He's like, guess what, motherfuckers? I am here to party. If you are not on board with this baseball bat from the first hour, you can GTFO. But, uh, Go the, work at Starbucks. Of course, the, the crazy thing about Gold Star Realty Solutions uh, is that while Paige will say, if you don't like the baseball bat, you can get out. Uh, to get out, you will have to walk past Paige yes. with the baseball bat. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's virtually impossible once you agree to go in for the orientation day to leave this job without uh, either suffering severe, physically lasting injuries. And who looks stupid for clipping a knife to their neck now, huh? <laughs> Not me. Still you. Not this yeah, guy. Always, always the guy with the knife clip, clip to his neck. Prepared. Can you get no, rid no. of the mic stand? Are we there yet? No. <laughs> the question is, who looks stupid for having a knife? clip to their neck right now what a fuck it that is the most redundant question because the only person who can look stupid mm. wherein there are two people one of whom does not have a knife clipped to their neck and the yeah. other person who does yeah the person with their knife clipped to their neck looks like a fucking idiot yeah a knife is most powerful when concealed I could have so, any number of knives on me right now. So to you, the idea of a knife is more important than the knife itself. This is like um, cold warfare. I can see when you reach for the knife. That's true. Everyone in this room knows when Tim's going to get a little stabby because it's literally in front of them. Yeah. Me, I got knives on any body part right now. This is terrifying. It is, because you've got a lot covered. Like, you are wearing an incredible T-shirt, which <laughs> I think announcement, we should... I'm now willing to remove Great. the microphone stand. We're up. into it, folks. Welcome. Now we're doing a show. Here it is. So, um, you've got a thick, loosely fitted T-shirt on, which could conceal many lives. Not the only feature of that T-shirt as well. No, it's a printed T-shirt, which means that there is a feature image affront the t-shirt uh, I bought it custom for this event uh, secure in the knowledge I am in San Francisco and the t-shirt does have the words San Francisco uh, not printed on it per se <laughs> for those of you listening at home Guy looked down to affirm his physical description of the t-shirt realised he was in the wrong and then found a way to bail out in a hurry God I mean, doing it. but well, you know, context is everything. And so, as long as we are in San Francisco, T-shirt does have the SF acronym on it. The implication would be that the T-shirt represents San Francisco in some way, for sure. I'm and with it's, you. It's not just an SF. This is the uh, the logo of the the local football team in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers. That's the T-shirt I'm wearing. Yeah, we got some fans in. It's very good. You are milking the shit out of this. You are going the longest route possible to get. Well, to the, the other main details feature. of the T-shirt is that around the San Francisco 49ers logo, it says 2011 NFC West Division Champions. Now, for those of you who are listening to this in the future, the time of recording is 2016. So that is 
five years later than the San Francisco 49ers were champions of the Can NFC. Can you run me through this again? How many teams are in that like division? Who, so in the NFC different? West, there are four teams. <laughs> in the NFC, there are 16 teams. In the NFL, there are 32 oh, hold teams. On, sorry, but West, which is what the T-shirts is the winner of, that division, they, they won out of four they, teams. At the start of the year, they, they had a, yeah, a, run of a 25% chance of becoming the NFC West Brilliant. champions. God, that's good. Which is a pretty good odds. Do you know that is akin to me making a t-shirt that claims I'm the best bat child because I've got three other siblings. I do. And like wearing it with Not a only plum. that, it is the equivalent of you becoming head boy yes. in 2006 and buying a t-shirt which said best bat sibling 2006 yeah. and then printing it and distributing it to tourists yeah. in the bat yeah. household yes. Yes. as sort of some sort of championing of your achievement. This is the most insane T-shirt that you could possibly print. Between this T-shirt being printed in 2016, the San Francisco Giants have won the World Series more than once, I think, and the Golden State Warriors have won the NBA. Yet, at the store I bought this T-shirt at, the only piece of sports merchandise available was a T-shirt championing the fact that the San Francisco 49ers, five years ago... In 2011, beat four other teams in the first heat of the NFL. This is the most ridiculous. So, have you got a shining light? Absolutely. Not in memory. I really worked up to a frenzy Hey, while you're grabbing that, though, as well, because we can clearly come back, that's not as uh, impermanent as a memory. Yeah, have I yeah, used the prefix correctly? I don't no, know. You haven't. But look, while it is in my head, there is a very special gentleman somewhere in this crowd who oh, we yeah. named a measure of currency after. Would the King of Patrick's please make himself known to the room? Where is the King of Patrick's? Stand up if you are the King of Patrick's. Oh, there's no way. This guy's got so much money, he's a no-show. For those who didn't catch it, this is a gentleman who gave us 500 of your US dollars. Yeah. Just, just, yeah on a pay, just on a PayPal. Just I emailed him when, when that message came through and I was like, oh, hey, dog, looks like you made a little error. Happy to chuck the money back through. Just tell me where to send it. And he was like, that was intentional. And I was like, what are you talking about? The issue with rewarding these wealthy punters is that they often have enough money to buy a ticket to an event they want to go to Yeah. Uh, and then decide later that they actually don't want to go Fuck, to. Fuck, I love that. And I suspect that that is what has happened to the King of Pat. He's probably chairing a meeting of the Patricks right now. Um, catered by Blaze Pizza, just having he, an absolute fucking whale of a time. Well, he had a request, and we'll do it anyway. No, well, might no. he turn up later? He might turn up later. Do you know I'm having trouble lifting the microphone from those press-ups? I, because we had such a um, weird watch of the movie inside that room, we were just getting hotter and hotter, getting like boiled from the inside out. But we insisted on keeping the door closed and just leaning into that. And that combined with the increased speed of the film really made for quite an interesting experience here in San Francisco. And I was like, cherry on top, let's do a few press-ups before we go out there to really get the blood flowing. And I almost fucking passed out. And now my arms are so tired from eight probably incorrectly performed press-ups yeah. so I can barely hold a mic. You cannot imagine how foreign the experience is for us from watching the movie yeah. normally just by ourselves in a room wherein we talk about it privately and then you perv on it later like the bloody cretins you are. But we don't know about it. <laughs> we don't know that you do that. We're like, as far we, as we're concerned it just goes we're and like dies. Those, we're like those cam girls that don't know they're cam girls. <laughs> that feels like the wrong analogy. Yeah, it feels like a real horror yeah. show of an analogy. Yeah, sorry. But uh, yeah, it's to come out from that, from sort of a 40 degree Celsius yeah. or 1 million degree Fahrenheit, <laughs> because the scale doesn't work, room. After watching the movie 20% faster than we've ever seen it before, and then have a room full of paying customers expect us to provide them with a professional conversation about the movie Where Are Your Friends for the 21st Time, which in and of itself is a ridiculous thing to be in at all. Yeah. It's very confusing. It's, it's unique. It's baffling. We're all happy to be here. That's the. We did speculate the in the throes of watching the film that maybe what we were watching was not the movie at 20% faster, but what Maximum Joseph designated as the director's cut. 
And the reason the film hasn't been received so warmly since its release is because the studio insisted on slowing it down. Yeah. And what we're watching isn't the intended result. And I think that holds a lot of water for well, me. Well, it's a better film at 120% of its normal certainly speed. certainly raises the stakes. It certainly does. Because there's a lot of um, electronic dance music in the production. And so, I mean, that's pretty banging at the simplest of times. But when you pump that up by another fifth, that shit's just like, man, you're in there. It's throwing you around mentally. I got very caught up with the drum beats. Yeah. It's, it was like a rip. I don't know if you you guys know about rips, right? A rip is in the ocean where um, the ocean becomes a... <laughs> how the fuck do you describe a rip? In New Zealand, because um, we're a tiny collection of three islands, we're just, we're like, it's instilled into us very early on that the ocean can kill you at any given moment. We're more than three moment. islands. Shout out to the Chathams, by the way. Oh, I'm so sorry to the Chathams. Um, and uh, the Tukalau dependency, which sometimes we count, sometimes we don't. Uh, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> We are taught from the age we can walk that the ocean is out to get us and to be very careful of this to the point where, like, it seems unavoidable. Like, being on land doesn't matter. You could still drown. That's how put into us it is from such a young age. So a rip is a patch of the ocean that looks very glassy and calm, but you get pulled into it, and there's like an undertow, right? That's what it is? It's like an inverse mirage because it is water... But it's bad water. <laughs> and you can't drink it either. You cannot drink the ocean. Okay. <laughs> that has tickled me. <laughs> I like that a lot. What's your shining light? Oh, you see, we, you open a riff. A riff oh, we caught in a yeah, riff. Uh, Get out of it. We goof around inside of it, and then you just thrust this upon me. Yeah, you got to keep the rhythm up. I'm I have a limited number of notes. Uh, so as the, you'll notice, so th- this is my notebook. You'll see there's that first page. It was all pretty hot notes taken in the first 10 minutes of the film. I'll buy you some more time. This, no, 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 this is important. This is the okay. second page of notes. Right. It goes about to a, a third of the way through the film. And then it became sweltering. Uh <laughs> And I didn't write anything down, so my shining I light... I genuinely thought I was going to throw up in that room. Like, that's how hot it was in there. He did. He said, yeah. I'm either going to black out or throw up. And to his credit, he didn't either. Uh, I was just going to mention, some people walked in earlier. Is the King of Patrick's in the house? S- still nothing? How rich is this fucking dude? <laughs> like, real pumped to see the show. I'll bet he paid someone to mess with us. Oh, I wonder if this is connected to... Um, now we'll get into this. It's too good to not. An offer has been extended to Guy and I by email. Oh, yeah, that's fine. The, d- the details of which are being worked out at the moment with someone who we assume is goofing us, who got in touch to be like, hey, would you guys, <laughs> would you guys be interested in coming to Iceland for an independent music festival and covering an Ace Freely song? No, almost. Would you be interested in coming to Canada... Oh, was it Canada? To play an Icelandic music festival. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, you're right. Yes, 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 yes. In Manitoba. And this is like, I, you know, this is the shit that happens behind the curtain with famous people that you never hear about because releasing no, the details <laughs> jeopardizes the deal. But it's so fucking weird that I, I can't not tell you guys. It's so strange. It's the best offer I've ever had. It's, if it, they pay for it, I will go. Yeah, it's truly it's truly bizarre. We like the, and they accidentally instead of just emailing directly us, they emailed our agent in New Zealand, who is we are by no means professional people, but in New Zealand, you know, we at least have to go through the trouble of processing work through an agent. Outside mm. of New Zealand, nobody cares what we do. We're literally roaming free. But this person, for whatever reason, somehow stumbled into contacting us through an agent. And so yeah. their offer, presumably just this long-running extended gag, <laughs> is going through the very professional <laughs> professional prism of an agency office. And so they're asking if we're okay with singing the material of the song because it's politically inflammatory and a lot of people don't perform it. I think it's just got religious components to it. I think that was the thing. It was like, just want to check that Tim and Guy would be okay with covering this. <laughs> this for those of you who don't know who Ace Freely is, he was a member of KISS, right? I don't know. I can't remember the name of the song because I only know one Ace Freely song and that's back in the New York Groove. And if you are not familiar with that track, anyone know that song? Back in New York, no. Fucking great song, right? I don't know. So it. good. 
you're going to say, if you don't know that track, you're going to say something mean to the people who don't know that track. I'd no, like not to at know. all. No, no, no. <laughs> I'd like to know what that thing was going to be. No, 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 no. No, no it sounds like you got a real fucking bear in your bonnet about people who don't know the track. You got me all wrong, dude. You're overheated. Yeah, I am. you got a full head of steam up in there in the room. It's a, come in, guys. Just come on in. There's seats around. Um, hey, you don't need to say hello to everyone. You can yeah, just you come can. in. Just take some seats. That you can't sit with your friends when you come uh, this any way. Any of you Patrick King? <laughs> no, sit this, down. This guy's sit down, peasants. <laughs> he's got his money's worth. There's a seat here, dude. Dude, come and sit down. All right, fucking do what you want. I'm not the boss here. I'm not your dad. You guys are bad guys. <laughs> you could have taken the time to find three seats and sit as the group of friends who arrived, but you both just ripped the panic cord. And sat down together. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, you so are, much. You are, sir, if I may say, and this may come out meaner than I intended, so I'm going to try and think at 120% speed and talk at 100. You are the perfect depiction of America. You're like a, a good looking, clean cut gentleman <laughs> who took who's the first like seat. like a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Rocking in here, disturbing everybody, high fiving you, pal. This is not a high five moment. You take your goddamn seat and you wait your turn. I'm sorry. Look, we mean well. We are just confused and warm and irate, okay? We're all out of sorts. I suppose, did anyone watch the movie before coming to the event this evening? Did anyone watch We Are Your Friends? Make some noise. Oh, yeah. Hey, what did you, what did you think? Yeah. What? You don't get to, I, you don't get to talk, buddy. What do you guys think about it? Yeah, yeah, eh? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Whoever wow. said it's the Citizen Kane of our generation. I said that. Yeah, <laughs> and so did another person whose influence, no, whose opinion you have influenced. Yes. It's important to get the words around the right way. I or know, it changes it's difficult. the meaning I was, of I'm going to stand up for a little bit. I did this in LA too. It feels weird to sit the whole time. It feels very, like, um, standoffish with the crowd. I'm now trapped in the mic cord. Um, I'm just going to lean on this. So, Guy, can we put your shining light? Yeah. Light? yeah. Without, without a doubt. Uh, I like this power play I've done as well. <laughs> We're going to need theatre nerds in the house. There's, there's a, a what power component done. to the levels that you put your characters at, and uh, whoever's elevated is at a, a higher physical level. And right now, old Timbo's... Well, to be fair, I'm leaning against the chair because I'm so exhausted. But you're sitting. Wrong again. What? You have uh, misplayed your hand in the same way by clipping your knife to your T-shirt. You've mm. played your hand too early, okay? I'm... Oh, well, you have... Tim has now removed the knife from his t-shirt. Putting it on a belt. And clipped it on his belt. Much more subtle, much more threatening. Much more powerful. I won't finish my thought because (laughs) you now threaten me. I feel very presentational doing the lane thing. I'm going back to the chair. You are all over the map. I'm sorry. My shining light was uh, early in the movie when the fellas, all of the boys, and by the way, this is our 21st watch, which means that Hmm. this movie, with regards to the weeks we've spent watching it, is now of legal age to have a beer in the United States of America. Okay, these fuck boys have just become fuck men. Yeah. You know, like a big round of applause. Yes. I love that. All grown up. And they go into a club to celebrate being 21 as well they should, as is their right. You're saying all grown up has triggered a myriad of crossover possibilities in my head. Do you know when I say all grown up, the first thing I think of is... Regrets? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All grown up, I really want to shout oh, out. Oh, yes. All grown up with, with you. you. Yeah. I didn't know that was in there. That's no, in there. Fuck. It's all in there. Oh, man. Instead of useful information. So that was Phil and Lil and Chucky and Tommy and Angelica in uh, like middle school, right? Does anyone remember? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, junior high, I think. How many seasons did they do of that little experiment? I don't know, but I know the last episode they did was about Tommy getting his first pube and it turned a lot of viewers off. What the fuck? Are you serious? <laughs> Deadly. What? Tommy Pickles, little Tommy Pickles. His mum said to him, she said, Tommy, when you get a pube, you come home and you tell me and I'll buy you a chocolate bar. And Tommy said, mum, no. What the fuck? Yeah. But anyway, he goes to school. Don't anyway that. That's a big deal. He goes to school. Shit. He feels a funny feeling in his tummy and he goes into the bathrooms and he checks his kit, traditionally hairless, and suddenly there is... A pubic hair 
on the sort of not on the actual penis or balls, but on the mound above where the penis and balls the fall. The pubis. Yeah. I know that it's called that on a woman. I'm not sure what it's called on Dude. a man. Maybe the same. Full blown panic attack. Goes right. to school nurse. Mm. Okay. She says, "What's wrong?" He says, "I've got a pube." She accuses him of sexual assault. He gets thrown off the premises, walks home, tells his mum she refuses to buy him a chocolate bar. This is the final scene. Because she thinks he assaulted the nurse. You had me, and you had me, and you had me. And then the sexual assault thing, you lost me. That's why I went off the air. Tommy Pickles, a man who we spent our childhood watching as a brave leader of one-year-olds... Yes. Got accused of sexual assault as a fourteen-year-old Nic- boy in Nickelodeon's final chapter of exposing his life to us. They had a whole story arc planned out for after it. They had the court case and everything. It you're got lying. You are lying to me, and you're lying to all the people listening. I wouldn't lie to anyone. I'm the most honest person I know. Anyway, if I may, if you could stop distracting me for one hot second, my shining light was these twenty-one-year-old fuck men. Walk into a nightclub in Los Angeles, California. Mm. Zach Efron is DJing just the side room. I'm going to shut my eyes. You set the scene. Oh. I'm like a listener. <laughs> Only I Don't can touch physically me. touch you. Don't yeah. do that. If you are listening and confused, I can't touch you, so you needn't <laughs> worry. Unless you're listening while I'm in front of you, so I can specifically act out this moment, in which case I'm presumably touching you right now. Um, okay. The fuck men. They go yes. to a nightclub, okay? The the turtle's cousin, who is the manager of the inside of the nightclub, first yes. of all, is shocked to discover that you're allowed to leave the nightclub. Yep. And second of all... And that it's a physical possibility in the realm. That's right. He has no idea. He says, where's my 500, bro? He said, did you see the line outside? And the guy's like, outside, I have literally been inside of this nightclub for my entire professional life. I did not know that we had a patio. Anyway, Zaccoli goes in. Mm. He sets up to DJ, all mm. right? He's standing next to Squirrel. Squirrel's meeting a woman who, they, you know, they'll later have intercourse. But that's neither here nor there because he's wearing a T-shirt with a, tastefully put. a very highlight, a highlighted sort of quite in-your-face abstract eyeball, like this glowing psychedelic eyeball yeah. is front and center on his T-shirt. And this week, in the specific environment in which I watched the film, I saw that T-shirt and I thought to myself out loud, no way, Squirrel is wearing Tim's T-shirt. I know for a fact... Why did my eyes closed that whole time? There was no payoff, like, for me having my eyes closed. That's kind of on you as much yeah, as it is me. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry. I'm back in the room. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm back. I will take 50% of the blame for the having no payoff, but the okay. other 50% was your inability to engage with your imagination. We'll agree it's half your fault. So, anyway, I genuinely thought that Squirrel had borrowed your T-shirt for the scene. Dude, I... <laughs> okay, that's a bit different. <laughs> But I many times have seen that t-shirt and been like, definitely something I would buy and it's wear. It's totally something you would wear. Yeah, like and a cartoony then, eyeball. Yeah, it kind com- of disturbing and and brash. It's and novel and like it's, it's the baseball bat on first day of work of the t-shirt world. <laughs> like it sets a tone. It's like shit's going to get a little bit weird, but it's going to be cool. You know? Yeah. It's going to be a little off kilter and a little bit full on, but you're going to enjoy it. That's what you think wearing it. Yes. For a lot of people who have recently lost an eye for whatever reason, that yeah. is a very like intimidating and offensive T-shirt. And I do apologize for that. I know that's a big part of our audience. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to everyone who's just coming in after eye surgery. When LASIK goes wrong. Yeah. A lot Horrible. of those people. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, they'll have their eyes shut. They'll Did you see that Final mention. Destination? Where the, um, the LASIK machine took on a life of its own. Got a bit how 2,000 on it. 9,000. Whatever the thing from space obviously is. Haven't seen either of the films. Uh, there's, there's the <laughs> yeah, right. Um, That's good. Final, Final Destination is uh, there's like I a know bunch the series. Of them. Yeah, yeah. There's like half a dozen of them now. It's people die, right? Some one of them. I think it's the third one. Yeah, that's the whole. That's the main deal. thing. It's like and you get a bunch of people together at the start of the movie, and as an audience member, you're like, all of these people will eventually die, except for one of them, so they can find yeah. the sequel. Yeah. I think it's the third one I went to at the <laughs> cinema, and they had a. Uh, LASIK machine which is the laser eye surgery and it fucking blitzes out and like carves someone's head in with a laser it's intense bro that is not a, like, that is the laziest story thread to build a movie around it's like okay what do we we're, laser eye surgery lasers eyes that's terrifying <laughs> movie yeah yeah it's pathetic well it's better than this one big shout out to any of the writers on Resident Evil 3 no what you is it? It? first of all Resident Evil 3 and second of all, Final Destination 3. I was so disappointed with what they did with Resident Evil 3. Because I don't know if we've got any Resident Evil aficionados or fans in the, in the audience tonight. But I like, when I was a kid, Resident Evil 2 for the PlayStation 1 was a game that I spent a lot of time with. And it freaked the hell out of me because I was about 11 at the time. And it was like amazing. It was scary as hell. And then when the movies came out with Mila Yosevich, it was all like kind of... Um, Fuck, I don't know. They made it too... It was too Hollywood. Not scary enough. It's too action-focused. I'm really upset for the previous version of yourself who had to engage with that on the day. My inner child, dude. And you should be, because he's disappointed. Did okay? you talk to Tommy Pickles about it? And did he put <laughs> your problems him. in perspective because he was facing a sexual assault trial for growing a pube? Did that happen? Hey, we got some business to attend to, dude. How do yeah, I count in for this? Five, six, seven, eight. Getting sentimental with James Reed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. baby. It's never taken off like the Petty Schwartz. Can you away. feel that feather in your ear? Can you feel that feather in your ear? Is <laughs> me, James Reed, <laughs> announcing an exciting new sponsor for this segment of the podcast, Feathers and Ears. <laughs> I pluck chickens on my farm and sell the feathers for tickling. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. <laughs> On to the segment. Uh, okay, so look. I am. Here's the situation. <laughs> I'm here. Tim and Guy are trapped in a fart box, watching the film at a different speed for a while. I've got so much respect for you. <laughs> Guy had to say, off mic, I've got so much respect for you. And no one listening online will ever believe that he said it. That was fucking smart, dude. That was real fucking smart. you got to leave some gifts for the people who made it to the live performance. And that is a very smart way of doing it. I like that. And I hate you for <laughs> involving me in it. Um... You hate me for saying the nicest thing I could think of. Yeah, it was it was what you said. It was how you said it. Okay. Now, uh, <laughs> here's the situation: we're trapped in a fart box. Trapped in the fart box. Trapped in the fart box. We're watching the movie at the incorrect speed. We get a bit manic, we get to the bit of the film where uh, uh, James Reed has handed over the MacBook Pro box to our man Zicoli, the world's greatest crying DJ. He does it every week, by the way. (laughs) This is not a surprise to us at this point. He doesn't what? He does it every week. Oh, yes. You and me, we always see it coming. Yeah. One of the most predictable plots of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's always, well, it all is. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, Particularly. Now, this week, um, your brain took a bit of a turn. 
Oh, that's right. It was, but okay, so we had a, sh- <laughs> yeah, fuck, this is a tricky one to get into. I can't remember what the origin was. It was about masturbating to electronic dance music. Uh, don't know if there's a way to clean that up, but I've said it now, so. No, it's true. We speculated, not without very good grounds and firm evidence. Which I cannot recall. Yeah, which is, you know, by the by at this point. That James Reed, for whatever reason, has made a real life and habit uh, out of masturbating to electronic. He can only orgasm on the drop, so to speak. This guy makes a real point of coming on the drop. And Jesus Christ! I know I opened this up. I can't. I have no. I have ceded all ground to be like outraged or disgusted, but coming on the jizzing on the drop with James Reed. Fucking hell! Brought to you by Feathers for tickling. There's a lot going on in that sponsorship deal. Yeah, so anyway, the the thought was that James Reed, you know, not only can he not orgasm without electronic dance music, but yes. that he's made a real go of it. It's a yes. thing he thoroughly enjoys. Yes. And the reason he fundamentally disagrees with the music of Zaccoli when he first hears it is because this is not music he can imagine coming to. Correct? Yep. I think I'm still with you. Yep. Yeah. And so he does a breakdown with him, yep. you know, he takes him into a studio, shows him all of his fancy equipment, the yes. Wallitzer. This is what it fucking came from. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, yeah. thank God. I yes. got you. Nice. Take over. Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, James Reed brings Zaccoli in, it's filled with amazing equipment, and Zaccoli says to him, uh, how do you ever leave this place? And I said, uh, sometimes I've got to go masturbate, and I don't want to... And come on the equipment. In character as James Reed. Tim didn't say that. Tim didn't. Thank you. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> that is a very small life raft, but I will jump <laughs> yeah, on it yeah. and paddle as fast as I can. Um, yeah, so, so like that's Tim where that stayed idea in the room. From. I was physically in the room. The idea was sort of planted. Planted by. It does, I'm not going to get too bogged down in this. It's fine. It is what it is. It is We've what put it is. it out there now. So. I can't even remember what the fuck was in the box, though, at the end of this. No, so, yeah, what it was is he said, I, uh, how do you believe this place? I have to go masturbate sometimes. And I don't like to get come and on I the equipment. I don't like to get come on the equipment. Yep. Uh, and then he also said, as a double down on insulting Zaccoli, also, learn how to fucking beat match. Because what Zaccoli played James Reed from the feelers in that studio was a goddamn noise salad of a song, all right? Yeah. That was not... What he did did not constitute melody or rhythm. Because now with this additional context, you can see the pun that beat match is a part of. I'm trying to bring the audience along. Yeah, a we've done, I mean, we've feel hashed, like we're losing the room. We've hashed the explanation. The room is still here. That's I'm fine. literally watching. If anyone leaves, we'll know. So yeah. the room is... We've I'm got looking the, at you, Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> but You're like yeah. Moses. You'll lead them all out. He's watching me, watching you, watching me. But so what happened is... He got very frustrated by Zaccoli's inability to engage with the idea of creating music that you can masturbate to, mm. specifically beat match to, yes. and bought him a book, which is what is inside the MacBook Pro box. Oh, yeah. A book that was entitled, and it's part of a very popular series, yellow cover, cartoon figure on the front, called An Idiot's Guide to Beat Matching. And so the self-serving gift that James Reed has bought Zaccoli this week... It's literally a book on servicing oneself. It's perfect. Yeah. It's flawless. It is a complete circle. It I is love it. exactly seamless as described by James Reed, and that it is a self-serving gift that Zaccoli will learn how to a mm-hmm. make music to masturbate to, and yes. b masturbate to that music on the beat or beat matching. Okay, this is a skill that would previously. Did we get your shining light? Yeah. What was it? It's not important, but it was to do with an eyeball on a t-shirt. Oh, okay, the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fucking weak, man. I feel like you had your opportunity to air yeah, that grievance fair, fair. after the thought. It's just quite striking that I couldn't remember it. It happened. I don't think it's particularly striking. I would imagine both of us are capable of forgetting this entire experience. Yeah, it's happened before and it'll happen again. Oh, Lord. Uh, are you good? What? Are you good? How do you feel oh, about fuck, this? I don't know, man. I'm happy to be here. Real happy to be in front of this room. of um, What a great audience as well. I can feel a lot of like love coming off there. They're these really are, lovely, really lovely. We did a terrible job of advertising this show. I know. And these people still found it. I know. That's how good this audience is. Yeah. 
You guys are you're supposed dug to be deep. here. I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. No one is here by mistake. Not even the knife. Except for people who have too much confidence in their friends' taste in comedy and culture events. <laughs> Those people are here by mistake. Although, and this will be the last time I mention him, I think, there is a man who is supposed to be here who isn't, and that is Patrick King, a king among Patricks. Is he in the building yet? Are you, are you just shy, Patrick? Are you shy to share your wealth with all of these San Franciscans? I thought someone up top was pointing at someone. Nah, we're good. Do you know what? I don't know whether to be upset. I'm still glad he gave us $500, but <laughs> it feels like a yep. really long, expensive con on his end to yeah. take something that we value, yeah. which is the respect of our fans, so and diminish it in front of those very people. Is he the same person who's trying to drag us over to an Icelandic music festival in Canada, do you think? See, when you string the words together like that, like, there's fucking bananas, right? This is a real thing that's happening at the moment in the background. So strange. They asked, you know, in the questions of the terms and conditions of the festival, they asked if we had experience with something called a vocalizer. A vocoder. A vocoder. So they didn't ask about the vocalizer. We don't have experience with either of those. Take the knife over to um, Canada. Canada's so peaceful, though. But they've got good health care, so no matter who I stab, they'll be fine. Don't look at me, look at her. Yeah, yeah, she no. started it. <laughs> I, yeah, she planted the idea of you having a knife in Canada. You yes. very firmly implanted the visual of you stabbing a Canadian person. <laughs> That's true, and I'm willing to accept it and take it back. I'm not going to go stabbing any Canadians unless they start it. <laughs> <laughs> what constitutes grounds for a stabbing? Uh, if they pull a knife first. It's been a good show. Thanks for coming. <laughs> take it easy. Where do you think he's going? <laughs> Look, if I had to say, yeah, it's a toss-up between Canada. He's going to do a, a wheeze. He's going to do a wheeze. Nah, if you say wheeze, it's a pose. If you say pose, it's to masturbate. If you say masturbate, it's to stab a Canadian. <laughs> you always pitch a little bit nicer than the truth to make people feel good about you and your decisions. That's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> Analyze that. Um. So in the movie, as I was saying, the the boys become men. They uh, they get their earnings from the uh, bar manager who's trapped indoors and very confused by his environment. Who underpays Well, he deserves him. a name. Turtle's cousin should be Tortoise, surely. Uh, that is as far as the biological connection I can draw between a turtle and a tortoise goes. Absolutely. So Tortoise, he underpays them, right? Yes. But before they find out that they've been paid less money than they earned or yes. rightfully earned under a verbal agreement in the state of California, which I'm pretty sure binding. you all know about. The verbal agreement that you guys will give the Children's Creativity Museum a five-star review on Yelp <laughs> and this podcast a five-star review on iTunes uh, is that Squirrel's explaining to them he had sex with that woman the night before, right? Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. And Sarah, we see a very brief snippet of them having sex in a car wherein Sarah says to him, come on, Squirrel, where are those nuts, squirrel? I need those nuts, squirrel. It's not winter yet. It's not winter yet. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Very funny thing to say. If really you're good wordplay. Grabbing a man's testicles. Yeah. My question to you, Tim. Yes. Because I watched it and it really jumped out at me this week. Mm. Have you done nut stuff? <laughs> what a great question to pick for a live audience. What do you mean? Stuff with nuts. Stuff where nuts are meant to be sexy or a tool to be a sexual tool to be used. What a bold opening. I'm not gonna get into this. That would be a yes. This You've feels... absolutely done nut stuff. I okay, alright, I feel I feel like I've done the normal amount of nut stuff. Which I guess is yeah. a different metric for every person. Yeah, but you don't consider nut stuff to be a subgenre of sex. No, I think that uh, anything that encompasses your genitals is, is, by virtue of its location, part of the party. So, yeah, doesn't matter if you, you've put a condom over your nuts or your penis, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, no. you're having sex. All right, so let's back this truck up for one second. How are you using condoms and how many do you have on when you are using them? Tim... Quite recently, about five years ago, I started researching, I was trying to become a better writer, so I started researching scripts for different things online. And what I wound up in was a goldmine of material from the uh, spin-off series of Rugrats, All Grown Up. Yes. Contained therein, 
there was a series of episodes that were never put to animation or released wherein Tommy Pickles was acquitted <laughs> from a sexual assault charge All right, and okay. eventually wound up in a circumstance wherein he was supposed to have sex with okay. a woman as an 18-year-old boy I see at an American high school. You found yourself on a fan fiction website and confused it for canon. They're different things. These so what, scripts okay, so what are certified. Done, what you've They've got done, a Nickelodeon copyright on the front page. I think someone just wrote that on and you've bought into it. Yeah, it was handwritten, but they definitely... That's like someone listening to this podcast and thinking everything we're talking about is in the product that we watch every week. As someone who has never told a lie, I can stand behind that mission statement. Tell me this, Captain Truth. How the fuck does the condom get involved with the nut stuff? Well... If five or six years ago, when you're still discovering about yourself sexually, you are learning from a source material that involves an 18-year-old boy who's learning about himself sexually, what you might wind up with, I'm just saying hypothetically, is a sexual situation wherein you put what you describe as Santa's hat on the guys. Yes. Try and put them inside your prospective sexual partner. Listen, we're all adults here. I'm pretty sure the tickets were sold R18. We are when in the you... Children's Creativity Museum. <laughs> this is legitimately a children's theatre. Oh boy, I'm going in. When you first started being sexually active, you put the condom on the entire package. Am, am no, I no, seeing no. it right yet? Is this what we're dealing with? Oh, no, I know why I'm doing this with my hands. No, no, no I good. mean, I can see how that's what you visually thought was happening. No. I had two condoms. Oh, okay. See, that's why I asked before how many we were using. Okay. One yes. for the guys. Yeah. And one for my main guy, which is what I call my penis. <laughs> so now the question becomes... Ironically, my penis calls me the person, his main guy. Nice. We do a lot of funny riffs about it in the bathroom. So now the question becomes, how do you think condoms work? Well, I mean... Because it sort of almost suggests that it's, it's some sort of magical... It's bigger than how do condoms work, it's how does sex work. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I mean... I don't I, know how yours... <laughs> I started this thought. Yeah. That's not to say I know how to end it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. What well, I will say is I've never told a lie in my life. That is a fact. I believe it too. Yeah. <laughs> You're a weird dude. <laughs> I like it. We're all weird dudes. That's the thing about telling the truth. When, you, when everyone opens up, starts telling the truth, you find out everyone's a weird dude. It's just how we're weird is the only thing that's different. Yeah. I mean, everyone's, everyone is a bit off. Yeah. Do you know, who, do you know what taught me that? All grown up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> well, that was one of the episodes that didn't get made. You know that, right? Fuck. I really want to research this now. Like, I reckon... This is the golden thing about a podcast. People who are listening to this are able to, in real time, fact check you, like, the debate. So good. They'll be like, all grown up, Tommy Pickles pubes. <laughs> not this something I recommend Conspiracy theory Googling. runs deep. You're not going to get a lot of Google hits if you put this oh, stuff okay. into a search engine. You've had it. Alda Vista. Ask Jeeves. Bing. These sources might have something for you. We've got to go to the second tier. If you put this into Google, they're going to lock your computer screen. The FBI is going to show up at your house. You're going to get into a lot of trouble. Because technically, researching Tommy Pickle's sexuality is a crime. Because his predominant time in the public eye was as a minor. So we have a part of the podcast called No But, where we try <laughs> and figure out... Is, is this you pulling a ripcord and no butting everything I'm trying to say to you? 100%, and I would appreciate it if you rolled into this rather than away from it. Yeah, with, with pleasure, man. No but is a part of the podcast where we visit a part of the movie that we believe the actors have been uh, given the keys to the production and have managed to ad-lib a scene uh, well or otherwise in this viewing. Because as we know, it's different performances each time that we're observing. And... Um, Sometimes it's not. Nice. It felt cohesive tonight. The movie. Yeah. Because it was happening faster. Yeah. 
It felt like they really packed a lot more in. It was all coming at me. By the way, for those of you who are just supremely unhappy people and are going, well, if you watched it at 1.2 speed, that means that you technically haven't watched the movie in its entirety this week. Mm. Uh, tomorrow night in Portland, we promise to watch the movie uh, 20% slower yeah. than its intended broadcast that time. Was, that's how we're fixing that. We're going to watch it at 0.8 p- speed uh, You can take your night. pathetic fan theories and put them up your pubic hair. And we started watching it at a slower rate than normal uh, at the very end of the movie because the um, we had an announcement that the King of Patrick's wasn't here yet, so we didn't want to quite start the show till we were sure he was going to be there. Fat lot of difference that made. But I'll tell you something. Watching the movie slower is way freakier than watching it faster. And tomorrow night, I am sort of looking forward to. Not the time commitment, because um, one of the great things about this season is that you can really crack out that movie in an hour 40. But tomorrow, I guess it'll be at like uh, any mathematicians in the crowd, probably like two hours and 20 minutes, something like that. Three, Three hours, you That would be double. Tell you what, it'll be a real throwback. That was one thought I had when I was watching the movie at one and a half, 1.2 speed, sorry. I was like, I'll tell you what, <laughs> this movie, it wouldn't hurt it to be a little longer to really rub my nose in it. Really? Well, my last memory of having to watch a movie in a dressing room yeah. was uh, watching Sex in the City 2 yes. in New York. And I remember that. It's like you've got to allow for three hours before you can do anything to get it done. Yeah. This movie, I was like, <laughs> you, think you're making well us, you think you're making us suffer, Maximum Joseph? <laughs> the only thing Maximum about this movie is your failure to cash in at the box office. <laughs> what a burn. Said the man performing at the children's theatre talking about putting a condom on his own balls. <laughs> the no but for this week for me has got to just be Johnny Depp from Woe to Go. I felt like he was bringing a different and interesting energy to the performance this week. And in particular, when we slowed down the movie at the end, there's a montage which kind of takes you back through. Are you guys being fanned, by the way? Or is that only us? You guys look hot. Oh, it's only, I mean, how you, all right, let's yeah, end this. you guys presumably are all very hot. You're very dehydrated. And that is, yeah, I, we're aware there's no beer. I'll tell you what, it's for good reason, okay? The reason that the Children's Creativity Museum <laughs> is run the way it is because they have done extensive research to find out the environment in which children are at their most creative. <laughs> and the answer to that question is when they are severely dehydrated <laughs> and overheating because a hallucinating child is a creative child. We do apologise for how you feel right now, though. I mean, a hallucinating child is a creative child. You're not wrong. It's, printed, it's literally printed out. If you look underneath the Children's Creativity Museum Theatre, yeah. they've got that in a big vinyl banner. Yeah, <laughs> very good. And underneath that, they've got all grown up was an inside job. <laughs> Jet fuel can't melt pubes. Fact. Wouldn't lie like, to you people. It feels like as good a note as any to end on. Um, it's, it's, hey, it's been a real journey this week. Um, San Francisco is a super cool town. Let me say that. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Movie's still shit. A wonderful time. Uh, what we traditionally do if we do a live event is uh, a Q and A. Look, we we are aware that it's very warm and you're very dehydrated, so. Nah, this feels good. Let's do a short one. Okay, we'll do a really quick and one. If anyone needs to pee, please go. Yeah, yeah. What we're going to do is we'll do, do a really quick Q&A if you have any questions. Uh, then we're going to take a 20-minute intermission so you can go outside, breathe some air, smoke some delicious cigarettes, uh, run over to a bar. There are bars around here. You can drink some beers. And then Tim and I are going to do a split bill stand-up show. If you are too fucked or you have a big day tomorrow, by all means, you don't need to feel like you have to stay for that. But we are very good at it. We prefer doing that to watching the same movie every week for a year. Um, but before we do that, we'll blitz through a quick... Oh, and also, are there any oh. stand-up comedians in the room tonight? Make, just give you a Any local a comics? You are, huh? Anyone else? We've, We've got, got one. At least two? Not, Not a, lot. a lot? Just kind of starting out? Do you want to do a five-minute set before we come out? What about you? Do you want to open yeah. for us? What's your name? <laughs> what oh, is I, it? Hold on, wait for no, we fucked it. What's we your have. name? Everybody, please give a big round of applause for your opening comedian in the second half, Trey Harris. You're not on yet. It's You're cool. not on yet, yeah. We'll have the break. So before yeah. we do that, yeah. though, five-minute Q&A. We're gonna, it's going to be a quick fire round. Has anyone got any questions or theories I'd like to share with us? You've got a hand Hands up. up. No, you've got no question. That's fine. Uh, yes, Trey. 
Uh, we have not been to Blaze Pizza in San Francisco. It's too far away. We are organising a live event at Blaze Pizza next Thursday, the 27th of October, when we're going to get as many fans as possible to take competing brands of pizza to a Blaze Pizza venue and broadcast the event on Periscope. That'll happen in Los Angeles. Question. Hey, Tim, in your last episode of The Worst Idea of All Time, The Third Amendment, why were you lying down so much? I mean, I guess the answer to that is why anything, right? Like, why are we all in a room tonight? Why do we go to work in the morning? Felt, felt right. Felt got, right in the time. You got played, son. <laughs> Question. Uh, that will be happening on American Thanksgiving, all going to plan, although I will admit. <laughs> uh, someone came up with an idea that it would be quite funny. I, I'm, I'm tempering this because I shouldn't be telling you, but I just find it so funny, I'm going to tell you anyway. We were suggesting that we would do a big public announcement that we couldn't make the scheduling work, even though we've had 12 full months to figure it out and just fuck everyone out of a second episode. We're actually going to miss the second episode of <laughs> Till Death to Us Blight is the answer to that question. <laughs> Good question, because that plays directly into our wallets. We do. Uh, we have two posters available this evening. One of them is a Where Your Friends poster designed by the champion Matthew, Ma Hemsworth. Matthew Hemsworth. Uh, and the other is a Make America Worst Again, which is a tour poster for this particular tour. They're $15 each or $25 for two posters. Uh, Make Worst Idea Cost Neutral When It Goes to America yeah. Again. That's our campaign. Cash only. Posters. Yes, question. Fucking dead. So now we're dealing with a hundred and... Yeah. No, I can do this. 20 and 4 and 1.3. Don't help him. No, I can't do it. The answer is yes. All of the music was faster. Correct. It's like 166-ish. Yes, question in the middle there. Yeah, fucking A. We sure did when the money came through. We were like, this is too good to be true. There are a lot of... The fact he hasn't shown up tonight has posed a lot more questions than it has delivered answers. Okay. One of those questions is, have we mistakenly uh, tagged a guy who actually is coming to the Portland show as coming to this show? That's true. And if that is the case, <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, but no, there are multiple conspiracy theories we've discussed with each other. Namely because his name is Patrick King, which means there could be a connection to Patrick Schwarzenegger. There could be a connection to Michael Patrick King. That's not how names work. That is exactly how names work. I measure you, when I talk to you, first of all, I have to go through the Rolodex of all the terms I know of in this Tim cultural Allen. sphere. Yeah, it's, it. First of all, I'm always like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to meet Tim. Oh, hey, Tim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More questions? Yes. No, not yet. But we've got a few. We've <laughs> got uh, some ideas that we're we're cooking up. There'll definitely be something. There'll be a podcast, and hopefully, we're going to plan. There'll be something more than a podcast. You get to enjoy us visually, because while we are good orally, I got to tell you, if you look at us, we are a couple of cute little boys. I have never felt uglier as a person than coming to San Francisco. Everyone here is a fucking delight. Right. If you ever go to Scandinavia, you will be furious. I would never go. I would <laughs> never go. It is an affront to normalcy. The whole place is broken. It's fucked. Uh, uh, we'll do two more questions before the intermission. If you've got them. Up the back. Hello. Are you from Brizzy? Where are you from? Oh, oh you shit. mean on uh, the third... The, oh. oh, yeah. That pizza did arrive. It was bitterly disappointing. In what pizza are we talking about? It was from Pizza Hut. On the I live gave stream. my credit card out live on the oh, internet. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Why would you applaud that? Uh, it was a bad pizza. Better than Blaze, though. Because those fucking assholes have the temerity to take all of our marketing ideas, yeah. capitalize and earn money on them, and then not pay us what is rightfully ours. It's fucked up. They are pigs. If you ever walk past a Blaze Pizza, by all means, spit on it. If they ask you what you're doing, tell them Tim and Guy sent you. One more question before the intermission. From the front, yes. Uh, you guys talk about Maximum Good, like how we should represent him. Yeah. But uh, do you realize that he had nothing to do with the movie? He was just an on-camera sidekick on the movie? 
Hey, w I forgot we're supposed to be repeating all the questions. The question is, <laughs> we always say that Maximum Joseph directed Catfish. Yes. He, in fact, did not direct Catfish. He was like a production... look at them, I heard it. He was a production assistant on... He was, the on, he was talent, basically. On Camera Psycho, on TV show. Uh, no, we did not know that. Because it's wrong. <laughs> and two, if it's not wrong, which is unlikely, because not only do I not lie, but I don't associate with liars... Uh, if that is the case, it would make a lot of sense because by all accounts, watching We Are Your Friends for the 21st time at 20% fast and it's meant to be broadcast, mm. the guy's got no fucking clue what he's doing. He's literally taping shots together and hoping that the good-looking glue contained within those shots is enough for what he is trying to assemble as a movie looks like a movie. And on that... Positive. Thus concludes the Q&A. Thank you for providing the final question. Okay. God bless all of you. Trey, you feeling good about this stand-up show? Uh, it's going to be hot shit. We've run over, so we're going to call it 15 minutes. So that means it was going to be slightly under 15 minutes. At, from 20 Try and get back over 20 past 9. 25 past 9, the show will absolutely start. Trey will be doing his first bit of stand-up, and then we're going to stand-up afterwards. But we've got to... And before, because we have not said this yet, thank you so much for oh, coming tonight. Thank you. Give yourselves we a We were really worried that no one would be here. We really appreciate it. You're the real We might heroes. not be cost neutral, but we have certainly not lost as much money as it was possible for us to lose. That's on you. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys in 15 minutes. Thank you. Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a colleague One of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's a hockey, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Boners of the Heart? Boners of the Heart. Oh, actually, before we go on and introduce what today's topic is, yeah. um, I have some apologies I want to make about people I've mentioned in the podcast, if that's all right. Go ahead. Go for uh, it. John Voigt, who I assume is listening. Absolutely. I incorrectly said that you supported the Vietnam War. You were, in fact, opposed to it. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, but he's since changed his mind. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Who retrospectively changes their he mind did. about the Vietnam War? Yeah, he's gone conservative in his old age. Oh, fuck. And so, um, obviously, that's a huge, uh, a huge lie I told. Mm. And I'm embarrassed. And uh, the Twitter sphere exploded. As regular listeners will know that we do tell one lie in every episode, though. <laughs> and train true. spotters, train spotters have been true. sending in their uh, guesses, yeah. yeah, for what lies we've been telling. Already, I've told one lie in this podcast. Really? No. Oh, that was the first one there. Oh, oh! you get, you got me. Damn, wordplay. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.